Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes, industry legends, experts, and mountain lovers from all walks of life. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear, presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. You hear that? That's the sound of a cold Sierra Nevada beer that was delivered right to your door. Learn more at SierraNevada.com. Please drink responsibly. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Underwear. I, of course, am your host, Amy Ingerbretson, and... Wow, we have come to the end of season five, and I can't believe we've had five seasons already. That is so crazy and cool, and I appreciate you guys being here so much. Um, This has been such a fun ride so far, and it's far from over. But uh, to celebrate the end of season five, we have a fun little episode planned for you guys. Um, It's our memories episode. Uh, To me, when I think about skiing and I think about my life as a skier, it is the memories, you know, like even more than the turns or the runs or the snow. It's it's the memories of the people and the stories that stick with me. So we're excited about this episode, um, but I guess I'll open it up by sharing a little story. And oh, man, when I try to think of some ski memories, they're just um, there's too many to even like properly tabulate, you know, from times in Europe being waylaid by rogue schnapps and ending up dancing on tables. You know, there's too many of those stories to count. So, um, but one that kind of came to me the other day, uh, was it was the first ski trip I ever went on with my now boyfriend of many years, almost seven years, uh, Todd Laguerre. And we were on a ski trip up in Revelstoke shooting and, you know, it was like fresh, you know, testing out the waters and it was the end of the trip. And I was trying to like impress him, of course, as we all do early in relationships, which is always a mistake. Uh, and we were just ripping down the groomer. It wasn't, it was not actually good conditions while we were there. So we were just ripping down a groomer at the end of the day and I'm in front and I'm like, yeah, Todd's watching me like, wow, I really got to rip it up, you know? And I see this little like side hit on the side of the run. I'm like, oh, sick. I'm going to hit that side hit and do a spread eagle, which why I thought a spread eagle would be impressive. We'll never know, but side note. Uh, so anyways, I, you know, right in front of Todd, new guy trying to impress, hit the side hit, do this huge spread eagle. But turns out on the other side of this side hit was just a hole. And so I land exactly uphill. My skis stay exactly in place, like two like French fries right there. And I double eject and fly forward to my face. And I'm like right in front of Todd. (laughs) He like skis up and he laughs and, you know, it's fine. I mean, obviously he wasn't that unimpressed because here we are. But uh, just the fact that I thought a spread eagle would impress a guy was just – yeah, poor judgment. But anyways, it was a fantastic face plant and it was even worse because it was right in front of my new crush. Um, but to, to make things better, I'm pretty sure he like fell later on in that run. And like at the time, I thought maybe he did it on purpose to like make me feel better. But now that I know I'm better, I know that's not true. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that's just one memory of many that I have you know, of my life skiing. And so I am really excited because you guys hear my voice all season. I'm excited to now hear your voices. And so we have some memories from you guys that you called in and you left us. And so without further ado, here are your guys' memories of skiing. 
Hi, my name is Eric Wolf, and I'm calling on behalf of the Warren Miller Entertainment Mountain Memories. Um, one of my favorite mountain memories would have to be the first backcountry hut trip with my family to Janet's cabin in high school. My parents have been part of the 10th Mountain Hut Division system since they were in their early to mid-20s and have always looked forward to those weekends each year with their friends. So my brother and I were stoked when they brought us with them to snowshoe up with a handful of their friends and kids. We all cooked together, played games, and hiked around for a couple of days, and it was pure magic. Hi, this is Constance from Share Winner, wanting to share my best mountain memory, which there were so many. Um, but the first time I ever spent in the mountains was in the Swiss Alps. I got on a train. I didn't have any gear. I was wearing an old navy coat, five seasons past its prime. I slept in a train station, got on a lift, stood at the top of the mountain, and realized that I barely knew how to get down. Let's just say it started there but ended much better, mostly during Apres, when I realized that I had had the best day of my life. Thanks, Warren Miller. Bye. Hi, my name's Lily Hansen, and my mountain memory uh, was when I was about nine, ten years old, and I, my dad had just taught me how to really carve. I had kind of graduated to just really turning for real uh, on, on my skis, and I just remember it was the last run of the day, and there was nobody else on this one trail and it was super, super wide and totally like it was totally exposed and I could see all the mountains around me. And I just remember going down the slope and taking these wide turns and I just felt like I was flying. And in that moment, I truly knew that Skiing and being in the mountains was something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Um, this is a one-time person in a Warren Miller film going back to 96. My name's Jim McKinnon. Everyone knows me as Jimmer. Um, so Warren gave me my infamous 15 minutes of fame, okay? And I, I'm just... I. I Never miss a Warren Miller film if if humanly possible to get to it. <laughs> so anyway, jeez, uh, I'm teaching skiing at J Peak now for I think like eight or nine years now, and um, I still love Warren. I still love skiing at sixty, almost sixty four, December thirtieth, and. I'm just going to keep going. I'll, you know, take a look and keep on ticking. So uh, for me, I think that my favorite memories in the mountains are the ones I've gotten to spend out in nature with uh, some of my best friends. I mean, I feel like you can ski the raddest line of your life, but if your friend wasn't there to see it, then it doesn't count. Uh, and I think the day that embodies that the most for me is when uh, one of my best friends convinced me that we should take four people on one clapped-out snowmobile uh, to go do a day of backage skiing up on Vail Pass. And there's something about taking uh, four people on one old piece of shit uh, snowmobile uh, along a path while people are hooting and hollering, waiting for waiting for you to blow up, that uh, ended up being one of my, my favorite days of the season. I remember like halfway through the day of just getting to show a couple people around and ski just some great, uh, nice power lines and uh, realizing that, like, at that day we had about the most miles per mile 
out of any uh, group out there. And that flood could have completely exploded that day, and that would have been that would have been worth it just for that one day. 1969, first year my buddy Scott and I skied together, Bell, Colorado, back bowls. This will be the first year since 1969 that we have not skied together. He took his life, and I ski in his honor. My daughter started learning how to snowboard when she was three years old. And my favorite mountain memory of all time is when we were heading down a big hill, and I got to the very bottom, getting to the lift, and I look up the hill to see where she is, because she was usually pretty far behind me. She was young. And when I looked up the hill to see where she was, she was right behind me. So one of my best mountain memories was when my little girl was finally grown up enough on her board that she could keep up with me. Hi, Amy. My name is Miles. I'm from Turkey, California. When I was seven years old, my family was on a trip to Aspen Highlands. We took the bus to Highlands. After a day of skiing, we were walking to the, our bus stop to get back to our car. I saw a big group of skiers and followed them onto the bus. When they drove away, I saw my dad and sister still waiting at the bus stop. Oops, wrong bus. I found a ski instructor on the bus and told her what had happened. She told the bus driver, I had to wait for my dad and sister to find me at the main Aspen bus stop. They found me, and now I don't have to live in the Aspen bus stop. My memory comes from around 2006. The, my family, cousins, and everything would go up to New Hampshire for skiing for a few weeks in the Bretton Woods and Cannon area. And this was our second year doing the trip. Um, I remember my uncle at the time, my uncle had told uh, my brothers and I, who were very young at the time, to go outside one night, the first night we were there, and do a snow dance. So we held a shovel above our heads and danced on a deck and sang that we were hoping for the snow to come and hit heavy. And they all, of course, at the time knew that there was a snowstorm coming, but the three of us woke up the next morning with around three feet of snow and we were about the only ones on the mountain at 6 a.m. and had that delightful uh, empty sound of a fresh powder day up in northern New Hampshire. But that's my memory. So do your snow dance, everyone. I am 21 years old and I am from Michigan and I grew up skiing in Michigan. And my mountain memory is the first time that I was able to go up north with my family. And I went skiing with my dad and I was so blown away at how big this like little mountain was to the eyes of a five-year-old and I looked up cheerfully to my dad and I said oh it looks so huge like will we be skiing in the clouds he said oh no like the hills out, out here aren't big enough to do that and then we rode out the chairlift for the first time but um, in Michigan it's always really foggy when it's when you're skiing actually so it seemed like we were skiing in the clouds and to me that's just an amazing mountain memory to have as a Midwestern girl growing up without any real access to huge mountains. And it was a moment that felt like you were skiing out in the Rockies, but um, it was just so close to home. And that was one of the first memories I really have of skiing. So thank you, and thank you for doing this project. Hey, my name is uh, Robert. I was a patroller back in uh, Southern California, a small resort, uh, Snow Summit. Um, 
in like the early 90s to the mid-2000s, and I was there when the X Games came to the resort for the first year. No one really even knew what the X Games was back then. <laughs> and uh, a friend of ours had just died on the mountain uh, about a year ago, and uh, we'd been skiing the, the park at Summit, which was always really good. They've always had a really good park, and when the X Games showed up, they uh, they built this monster of a park. We'd never seen anything like it. The rollers, the gaps, I mean, all the hits were like triple overhead high, like a 40-foot gap. It was it was rather insane, and our boss knew. <laughs> he knew that's what we all wanted to go do, and he told us we, we weren't allowed to. You know, if we did, we'd, we'd get in trouble. But uh, we've been staring at them build this thing for over a week, and they had just finished building it, and we were riding the chair, flying by it, and uh, someone's like, you know, Vic would do it, and and that was all it took. We were all like, yeah, Vic, Vic would totally do that. We convinced ourselves it was the right thing to do in in memory of our friend, and so we we totally poached the X Games freestyle park before the, they even started it, and it was it was pretty rad. It was the best thing we'd ever ridden, and uh, but yeah, we got in a lot of trouble, and uh, but it was totally worth it. Uh, no one got fired, and no one got hurt. And uh, Vic totally would have done it. So anyhow, that's it. Take care. Have fun out there, friends. I have way too many mountain memories to count. So I guess I'll start at the beginning. My family, getting our annual ski pass was just as important as the yearly school photo day portraits. My very first ski pass feature when I was barely 12 months old in my mom's 1994-95 season pass at Okimo Mountain in Vermont. My first personal ski pass came the next winter. A few years later, after the ski leash proved ineffective, my parents signed me up for the local ski school program, appropriately called Peewees. I remember wearing a bright yellow vest and riding the Palma every weekend. The bunny slope just happened to be adjacent to my dad's office building, and sometimes when I was riding the Palma, my dad would lean out his window with a big, goofy smile and wave at me in encouragement. So no matter what, whether he was in his office or not, I was always waving back, hoping he would see me. A full body sway like only an enthusiastic five-year-old can do on my 80-centimeter ski blades in my bright yellow peewee vest. This, of course, was only the beginning of many memories on the ski slopes. And although I eventually grew out of my peewee vest, my family has always been somewhere close, waving encouragement as I explore new heights. Hi, this is Jeff Ingerbritson, Amy's dad, actually, with a mountain story. I don't know if you need to use my name or not, but you're welcome to if you need to. But it's actually a rather tragic mountain story um, that shapes my views on Austria for a long time. I've since gotten over it, and I've gone and skied in Austria and love it very much, but my story starts between high school and college. I took a year off from going to school and went and worked in Sun Valley. And I worked as a chairlift operator at Dollar Mountain. And uh, very often I was stuck on the top lift shack and you'd be there all day. We didn't get rotations back then. We'd be there all day. And I made friends with a little mouse in my lift shack. And over a period of a few weeks, you know, had him. Gave him little snacks from lunch and got him to crawl up on my toe and eat, eat food off my toe and developed a very good friendship with my little mouse. And uh, he would scamper around and 
scamper across you know the lift exit ramp and all that and unfortunately to keep the story short there was a austrian ski instructor with a very heavy accent and a very heavy ego and one morning after having breakfast on my toe my little mouse ran across the ski exit ramp and just so happened the austrian ski instructor just came off the lift and skied right towards him and ran over my little mouse and from that day on i did not like austrians for many many years and i was very anybody with an austrian german accent was not good in my book since i've gone on to ski in austria and i found out that all not all austrian ski instructors were bad people but there was certainly one bad austrian ski instructor out there and uh, that's my rather tragic mountain story <laughs> thanks hi amy my name is sarah rich i live in san francisco california and i'm calling to tell you my family crazy ski story so um, when I was about eight years old, we went skiing for me for the first time. So we uh, flew to Colorado Springs um, to my uncle's house, and he handed off a key to us to a condo. He had set us up with a condo his friend had in Breckenridge. And we get to the condo, and we can't get in. Like, the key is not working in the door. We can't figure it out. It's like it won't turn. It won't fit. So my brother starts wandering around and checking all the windows. They're all locked. He finally goes to the back of the house. He finds a window that's unlocked. He opens the window, crawls in, goes to the front door, you know, opens it from the inside, lets us all in. Great. We're inside. We're warm. And we start putting everything away. And kind of like, you know, it, something is a little off. Like, the house is kind of a mess, for lack of a better description. Like, there are clothes on the bed. There, the kitchen isn't really clean. So my parents built a fire in the fireplace. It's so cozy. My mom had brought a pot to make chili in my from my uncle's house. So she starts cooking this big pot of chili for us to have for dinner. And, you know, we're all kind of relaxing, settling in. It's really nice. Uh, I guess they needed something for the chili. So my dad goes to the grocery store. And, like, 30 minutes later, he shows back up at the condo. But he doesn't just show up. He, like, rips into the driveway runs into the house and just says all of a sudden we gotta go now grab your stuff and get out of here and we're like what are you talking about dad why do we have to go so my dad had driven to the grocery store and realized that whatever the address was there was a north side of the street and a south side of the street and the condo that we're supposed to be in is in the north side of the street and the condo that we are in is the south side of the street so essentially what we had done was completely broken into a complete stranger's house and lived in it for like five hours. <laughs> so we have this gigantic pot of chili, and I just remember running to the car and my mom and dad running down this icy driveway with either, you know, on either side of this gigantic hot pot of chili running to the car, and uh, we booked it out of there. And I don't know whatever happened and I have really no other memory beyond that of the ski trip other than it being super cold and having um, kind of a little crush on my uh, ski instructor who let us get lots of hot chocolate and warming huts but it did not deter me because I've been skiing ever since so that was just the beginning of my ski adventures. Hi there my favorite memory from skiing is going skiing with one of my best friends and going to Winter Park 
and I had never gone down a black diamond before. And I remember we were on the Mary Jane side trying to get back to the Winter Park side or down to some side, but the only way back was on the outhouse, which was a black diamond with huge moguls the size of Volkswagen Beetles. And I just remember my best friend looking at me and saying, well, this is the only way back. And (laughs) it wasn't, but uh, she tricked me and I went down the black diamond and it was the hardest thing I'd done on skis. And I just felt like it was so cool because I had finally done a black diamond and now we do black diamonds, no problem. So just a cool thing to look back on. All right. Thanks. Hi, my name is Patty O'Connell. But most people call me Patty O. And I live in Colorado, but I grew up in Chicago. And that's kind of where this story uh, actually starts. Uh, my first ski trip ever, I was 23 years old. And I took the train to Telluride, Colorado with a buddy of mine to visit another buddy from college. And we rented gear there. I had never, ever skied before, not once in my life. 23 years old, I'm standing atop the meadows, which is basically slightly steeper than a sidewalk in Chicago. And I start down the hill and pick up speed, and I have zero idea of what I'm doing. So I fly into the air sideways for, I don't know, maybe several million miles at probably several million miles an hour. I land in kind of like this Charlie Brown dust up. I uh, snap a pole in half. I completely eject. My mustache flies off. My hat flies off. My gloves fly off. My wallet's this way. It's just the biggest yard sale ever. And I'm laughing. My buddy behind me is laughing. My other pal flying above me on the lift is laughing. And my first ski experience, my first time on skis ever, I absolutely exploded in a heap of mess and laughter. Uh, but it was on that ski trip that I decided to uh, move to Colorado, and I've been here ever since. Uh, and uh, that ski trip changed the course of my life. Uh, and it has, uh, it has directed my life like um, some type of rocket fuel (laughs) of skiing enjoyment. So, friends, moral of the story, yard sale more because it'll lead you to something fun. All righty. Thanks so much, everybody. Adio. Out. Hello, Long Underwear. Um, I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite mountain memories. Um, And one that will probably stick with me forever is that um, we have a family tradition with our family friends on New Year's Eve to ski the Glade Trail on Mount Hood from Timberline Launch all the way down to Govey. Um, And usually we wait till the sun goes down and break out the headlamps and ski it, which is super fun in its own. And I have a million stories from it. But um, one year there was a full moon or just about full moon. And for, like, the first time in Pacific Northwest history, there were no clouds in the sky. Um, So the whole mountain was, like, fully lit up. It was really silver. It was gorgeous. Um, We didn't need any headlamps. Um, And so, yeah, it was just a really special time to be able to, you know, see a run we've done a million times but look so different on that night. Um, And it was really special. And I hope that I get to do that again someday, praying for clear skies. Anyways, love the podcast. Hope you have some good memories. Bye. Hey there, my name's Stephen Chase, and I just wanted to share a mountain memory that makes me happy. I've been skiing for probably the last 25 years, 
Uh, and one of the ones that always sticks with me is uh, when I was in college and I went to visit my brother who was working as a ski guide out in Alta. And uh, me and my dad and my brother were out there and were lucky enough to get up the canyon before they closed it and proceeded to ski the next several days with no one on the mountain. And it was the first time I'd ever skied chest deep powder legitimately. And uh, whenever I'm having a long day or need a need a happy memory that one always always brings a smile to my face and i can still remember the uh the first time the feeling of choking on powder when i tried to breathe and so it might sound weird but it makes me happy to, to remember that uh anyways happy ski season Hi, this is Annette Diggs from Seattle, Washington, and one of my most memorable experiences on the hill uh, was uh, back in March uh, before the resort shut down due to COVID. Um, anyway, this was the last day and I didn't know it, but it ended up being a good day. I just remember skiing from like 8 a.m. in the morning um, until like closing, like until when the resort closed, like at 10 o'clock p.m. at night. Um, it was a great day. End up skiing with like some of my, you know, closest friends. Uh, we end up hitting uh, some, you know, just a lot of steeps and shoots, um, going off peaks, discovering different parts of the mountain. I just felt like I was in Narnia the whole time, and it was just so magical. Uh, yeah. Um, we ended up hitting some powder bowls and all that, but, you know, at the end of the day when the resort finally closed for the season, I grabbed my stuff, I was heading into the car, and I was just taking everything in, and when I looked up, like, fireworks were going off on the mountain, and, yeah, it was it was a bittersweet day, but, yeah, it was a good day, and I look back at it all the time, and sometimes that day just really keeps me going. So, yeah, that was, like, a, a really sweet and bitter day. <laughs> wow, that was so fun, you guys. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing your stories and your memories with us. That was really a great special treat and an awesome way to wrap up this season. Um, like I said before, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this podcast has been so much fun. And of course, it wouldn't be possible without you guys, the listeners. So from my heart to your ears, thank you. And uh, yeah, with that, that's the end of season five. Um, we will have more long underwear in the future. So stay tuned for when that is to come out. And for now, I hope you guys are out there enjoying the start of your season. If you see me out on the slopes this winter, please don't hesitate to give a wave, say hi, give me a pull tap. I love interacting with you guys. Um, and yeah, please remember to just stay safe this winter. Let's all take care of each other. Um, and most importantly, just enjoy. Ski happy, have fun, and we will catch you next time on Long Underwear. Hi, I'm meteorologist Joel Gratz with Open Snow. Did you ever want to phone a weather forecaster to get advice on where you'll find the best snow next week? Or really, just to know which day to call in sick at work? Well, you don't need to call a forecaster because you can simply read the daily snow on Open Snow. Our local forecasters give you their take about where and when to find the best powder. Go to opensnow.com or download the Open Snow app on iPhone or Android and look for the daily snow forecasts. This podcast is a Warren Miller Entertainment production and is presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Long Underwear was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Amy Ingerbretson here professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. 
In this podcast, we are sitting down with world-class athletes, industry legends, experts, and mountain lovers from all walks of life. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there will be no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are stripping off the layers and getting to know the skiers and riders underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear, presented by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company.